Our second scripture reading today comes to us from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, verses 26 to 32. Jesus is speaking, and he uses two parables, which are teaching stories. So listen for God's word to you today. He also said, The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground, and he would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle, and the harvest has come. He also said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning once again. It's really great to be with you all here today on the second Sunday in the season of Lent. Uh, I want to say hi to those worshiping online with us on YouTube and Facebook Live and listening to this sermon podcast later in the week. But to all of you here in person, um, bad news. I have a pop quiz for you. (laughs) Don't worry, it's not too hard. It's five questions, and they're all about flowers. So help me out and call out your answers as we go, okay? Let's start out easy. For example, um, what is the most commonly given flower on Valentine's Day? Oh, gosh. All right, here we go. Uh, Somebody was rolling their eyes while they said that. Come on. (laughs) Next one, which which flower do you associate with Easter? Lilies, okay, good, good people. Uh, next one, what about Christmas? What's the flower for Christmas? Oh, gee, all right. Now to really mess with you. Um, here's a harder one. Which flower is associated with Reformed Christian faith and the nation of the Netherlands? Tulips, you got it, tulips. Good job. Good job, nerds. Um, all right, one more, last one, last one. What is the best example of a flower that is heliotropic? Heliotropic. Sunflower? Some of you know it's a sunflower. Okay, here you go. Heliotropic. The word helio, it means sun in Greek. And tropism has, tropism has to do with moving or changing directions, turning. So, yes. So a heliotropic um, flower will turn toward the sun. Heliotropic, turning toward the sun. And the best example of that is a sunflower. Did you know that a sunflower actually turns itself through the course of a day toward the sun? So in the morning, sunflowers all point to the east as they expect the the sun to rise in the east and they want to to, uh, receive its light and heat. And then through the day, by the end, they are all facing west as they get the last beams of, and last glimpses of the sun. I'm thinking about this today as we hear these two little parables that Jesus tells us. Both are taken right out of the farm or the garden or an agrarian setting. And they use the idea of seeds, this picture of seeds that have something to teach us or tell us about God's kingdom and about our faith and how it works. So the basic message is pretty easy to grasp. He uses the idea of a seed as something that is small but full of potential and has the possibility of growing into something larger. A sunflower, for example, is um, 
if it is planted, it has the possibility to grow up and become this really big, beautiful, heliotropic flower. And if it does, it will always be orienting itself to the sun, its source of life and energy. Our lives are meant to be something like that. And I'm so glad that you're here today, sitting here in church, so that you can hear this message again, that God's plan in planting the seed of faith in you is that you might grow up into the kind of plant or the kind of person who's constantly orienting yourself or reorienting yourself to God in Christ who is at your center. Something unique about Jesus' teaching as we hear it is that he oriented us to Christian faith, the faith in God, in a day-by-day way. Remember, Jesus is the one who's, who sort of says, you're never already done, you're not quite there. Have you ever been on a, on a road trip with your kids in a car, and they're in the back seat, or maybe this is you when you were growing up, and what's the question kids always ask? Are we there yet? And uh, in Christian faith, the answer is no, <laughs> we're not there yet. <laughs> we're already there in terms of knowing Jesus and following him, but we're not fully there. We're not finally there. We're not there yet. Jesus' words about the everyday nature of faith call us again in a daily way to follow where he leads. He says, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has enough, for today has enough worry of its own each day. He teaches us to pray and says, give us this day our daily bread. God's provision is day by day. Jesus says, if anyone would come after me, would follow me, he must deny himself, pick up his cross, and follow me daily, every day. A sunflower follows the sun across the sky each day. And we are asked to orient ourselves again and again every day to where God is present, to where God is acting, to how God would want us to live our lives as well. So where do you need to be reoriented in your life with God, in your faith, or in how you're living these days? How do you want to reorient your relationships, your attitudes, the words you use, the way you're living. I wonder if you could think about a problem or a worry, an issue, something you're grappling with right now, something you're thinking of where you don't quite know what to do about it. And if you don't have something like that in your own life, you could just open the news or look on social media, and they'll give you a lot of ideas for what's wrong in the world and what's going on. And the invitation is to orient yourself towards God, to turn a little bit today, no matter what the circumstance is that you're in. Turn again to the God who is turning to you. Turn again to the God who is near to the brokenhearted. The sunflower is a model of a, for us of a seed that is planted, and it grows up into this great, big, beautiful flower that has a purpose. Its purpose is turning toward the sun. Jesus gives us another parable, a second parable today, and it's, a, it's also about seeds. This one is the mustard seed, which he says is the smallest of all the seeds in, on the earth. It's the smallest thing that they knew of, and when it's planted, it can grow into one of the largest bushes or shrubs um, that's in the garden. And his point in using that mustard seed um, as an image is to highlight the way that something that is very small can grow into something very big and strong for the sake of others. Did you catch that part of the parable? It doesn't just grow up big and strong for its own sake, but it's so that the birds of the, of the air can come and make nests in its branches and can find shelter in its shade. 
It's this giant shrub whose branches are strong enough to offer that kind of comfort or care to other creatures who need it. So, like, through our life with God, we have been given gifts. We have been given something strong in our lives. And the purpose is not just for ourselves, but also to show that or share that with others. So you can imagine a little bird, like a Tweety bird, tweedling around. And it's coming and looking for a place to land. And it finds its way into the branches of the tree. And maybe our church is, is one of those little images of the kingdom of God, just one of those places where God's people gather and seek to be God's strength together. And some little bird flies in seeking refuge. And maybe somebody here finds refuge in friendships or relationships in this place. Or maybe there's a refuge in joining a small group or, or class to learn something more. Or maybe there's refuge in a prayer group or a youth group a place to belong. The thing about birds of the air is that they don't stay in one place forever. I'm thinking about the children and youth of our church. Children and youth of our church who we don't have them here in this one little stage forever, but we offer them a place where they can have a a solid start a place they can build and grow into a faith that will matter for them in their lives. And our tree, the tree of our church, has to be strong so that the branches are sturdy enough for their questions, for their challenge, for their pushback, so that they will have a place to belong and be safe even as they grow into their faith. I want to say something about that. Our children's ministry director, Aaron, who's up here in the front doing a little chemistry project this morning, um, she is always on the lookout for people who have the love of God in their hearts and want to share it with the children of our church. She's looking these days to expand the pool of people who are part of her teaching team, her Sunday school team on Sundays. And I wonder as you hear this today, maybe you're somebody who who could raise a hand and, and, and offer that as a gift. Maybe even quarterly, like four times a year or something. I wonder, um, are you that kind of tree that could offer that kind of shade to those little children, those little Tweety birds floating by? Maybe so. Are you that kind of sunflower turning and orienting yourself towards the sun, towards God as, it, as God comes close, seeking to share that with those little ones? So talk to Aaron if that's you, if that's speaking to you today. But you know, others of us, we won't be in that position. We say, you know, you're here today and you're hearing about these strong trees and you're hearing about these big, great heliotropic sunflowers, so cool, like radars going across the sky. And you might think, well, that's not me. That's not me. Because I'm not a person of strong or deep or mature faith. I'm, I have questions. I'm kind of a younger or newer in my faith. But you know what? Sunflowers are not the only heliotropic flowers out there. Did you know that? There's others. They include dandelions, poppies, buttercups, and tulips. So these are smaller flowers. To a smaller or lesser degree, these small flowers also turn toward the sun. They're heliotropic. So maybe you're not a big sunflower kind of person. Maybe you're like a buttercup or a poppy or a dandelion. But you also want to turn your life towards Christ. You also want to use your gifts as you are able. Last Sunday, I met with uh, the prayer practices group of our church over in the chapel, and, we, and we, were, we were talking about how to use lists 
how to use lists of names and circumstances as you pray. That was the, the topic of the day. And so to prepare for the meeting, I went to the back in the narthex there, and I got the recycling bin that was full of all the church bulletins from the Sunday service, right? You walk out, and you recycle your, your bulletin, right? And so I brought these because I was going to show them where in the bulletin is the keep in your prayers list. It's a prayer list that we have. And, I, and so I was going to pass them out. But in the room, as I started to do that, they all said, oh, no, we have it. And they started pulling out of their pockets and purses. They all had their bulletins still. And they showed me the way that they use that list, make little notes, who to follow up with, circling names that they recognize or know. This is like a being faithful in just a small thing, a poppy-sized thing, not a great sunflower, just using a prayer list in church to say, who can I pray for this week? Who can I bring home with me into the days ahead? So it's not sunflower stuff, but maybe it's dandelion stuff, orienting your life in small, often unseen ways towards Christ at your center. What's the small thing, the small thing, you want to be faithful to God in this week. Some of us might be sunflowers. Some might be dandelions. But some of us might even be smaller than that. And that brings us to the seeds. We might be just those little seeds. Seeds are storehouses of potential. They have incredible possibility and potential inside of them. It's not yet taken root. It's not yet sprouted. It has not yet started to grow. Seeds are small, and they grow in secret. And maybe you're here today, and you feel like you've got that kind of faith, like a mustard seed, which is the smallest kind. Are you newer or younger or less sure in your faith? I'm here to tell you that's okay, because we believe in a God who works through small things. There's a great verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, which is a favorite of mine. It says this, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. My grace is sufficient for you because my power, God says, is made perfect in your weakness. There's something in the gospel story that says the weak, the small, the overlooked, the ones on the edge, those are the ones that God wants to lift up or use in a particular way. And maybe that's you. So if you're a mustard seed person, I want to remind you today to give yourself some grace and patience as you grow. If you are a mustard seed kind of person, have grace with yourself and patience as you grow. Some of you will know the name um, Eugene Peterson. He was a Presbyterian minister, author, teacher. He wrote the Message Bible, which a lot of you have, are familiar with. And um, and the Message Bible became an international bestseller. It's, we have a ton of them here in our church. It's like a paraphrase of the whole Bible in everyday language. And Eugene Peterson, he worked and served, he pastored and taught without great acclaim for most of his life. And then when he was 63 years old, the Message Bible was published, and he became super church famous. That's a different level of famous. But think about that. You know, he was almost to his retirement age by the time that his greatest uh, contribution came to fruition. 
And I wonder about him when he was in his 30s or 40s. You know, Eugene Peterson there, he's just working away, and he's thinking, is this all there is? Is this everything God has for me? Or he was in his 50s, and he said, should I keep going? Am I on the right path? And then he got into his 60s. He was nearly the end of his career and his working life. And that's when it finally happened for him. In Jesus' parable today, the seed that is sown or planted and it grows in secret, nobody knows how it works. Nobody knows why it flourishes and grows in that moment or in that way. The seed of faith is something like that. And I love these two parables of Jesus, these two simple little parables, because I know that they are speaking about real-life situations in this room today. I know some of you are here with just that seed of faith, and you're, you're hoping to be encouraged to know, again, that God works great things through small things. Even the smallest little seed of faith is a gift from God. Others of you are here, and you've been growing for a while, and you're like dandelions, or maybe you are those sunflowers, and your calling in life is to let your faith show, to let God's love shine, to get close to those in need? How are you called to love and serve others in Jesus' name this week, to let your ark follow the sun as it goes across the sky, to let your branches be strong for the sake of others? What does that look like for you? I want to close today with a poem, and it's by one of my favorites, uh, Mary Oliver. And this poem is called Don't Hesitate. So I want you to listen for Mary Oliver's poetic word, don't hesitate. This is what she writes. If you suddenly and unexpectedly feel joy, don't hesitate. Give in to it. There are plenty of lives and whole towns destroyed or about to be. We are not wise and not very often kind, and much can never be redeemed. Still, life has some possibility left. Perhaps this is its way of fighting back, that sometimes something happens better than all the riches or power in the world. It could be anything, but very likely you notice it in the instant when love begins. Anyway, that's often the case. Anyway, whatever it is, don't be afraid of its plenty. Joy is not made to be a crumb. So my friends, you sunflowers, you dandelions, you little seedlings, may you embrace the joy as it springs up in you again today. Don't fight it, don't turn away, but embrace the seed of faith that God is implanting in you even this day. Let it grow up, let it show up, and let's see together what God has in store for you and me. Amen.